We bring on Matt Cox of Three Man Weave, and uh, if you hear Ryan screaming in the middle of this, it means San Jose State either won, covered, lost. We're not sure yet how he's going to react to everything, but let's just say he's got a lot riding on this game, so uh, be ready for anything to happen. Let's go big picture with you right now. What's the just the biggest surprise that you've seen so far in the conference tournaments? Ooh, biggest surprise. Um... You know, actually, nothing really has surprised okay. so far. A lot of the chalky mid-majors have prevailed, which I think is a good thing for you know college basketball fans in general. Um, we'll see how that you know transfers into this weekend with a lot of the power conference tipping off. It seems like there's more mayhem actually in those than in the mid-major dump. Um, but a quick uh, disclaimer: I am on the opposite side here of the San Jose State. Yeah, no. I apologize. <laughs> I I am the sucker who laid five and it closed three. So uh, I don't deserve to win this. I hope I lose just out of uh, you know for karma as a better. It, it it needs to be stacked up in my side. Matt, talk to me about the Mountain West and your thoughts on some of these teams: Boise, Utah State. They're they're kind of in the conversation. Nevada, San Diego State's going to be in. Last year, people thought it was going to be a really good league, and they just did not have a good showing. Do you think it's going to be more of the same in this year's tournament, or do you think that maybe San Diego State can go to the second weekend, or maybe one of those other teams can surprise as well? I do think the league's going to turn over a new leaf this season. We've talked about this in our podcast, make comparisons to the Big Ten, uh, where people kind of drum up these league-wide narratives, and most of the case, I think it's circumstantial, and there's not a lot of clout to it. However, with the Big Ten over their you know history of not having success in the tournament, the recent um, failures of the Mountain West, there are some similarities where I think those teams are built um, a little more on antiquated type of styles, and they don't see a ton of uh, style variance or um, heterogeneity, I guess, within the conference. I think that really hurts you in a, you know in a you know do or die. You don't know who you're going to play. Uh, in a six-game set, or, you know, if you want to win the championship six games. Pac-12, um, you know, for as much shade as we want to throw them, they've actually been a lot stronger because it's a league that has so many different types of defense. I think that helps you. Um, the Big Ten has always been a very, you know, basic, vanilla type of league, big-driven. The Mountain West has kind of been built similarly um, in years past. However, this season, I think the Mountain West, with the offensive infusion that a lot of these teams brought in via the transfer portal, via recruiting uh, in the offseason, San Diego State's a great example of this. Um, yes, they can go through scoring droughts, but I think their upside um, and their you know ability to stretch the floor and get points in transition with Lamont Butler and Darian Trammell. They actually have some shooters this year. Um, you know, that's just one example of a list of Mountain West teams that have more offensive upside that should help them uh, alleviate some of these scoring woes that have doomed them in tournament past. Really quickly, going back, you know, you brought up the Pac-12. What are your thoughts on UCLA now without Jalen Clark? I was, like, kind of out on him, and then today we see Amari Bailey drop 26, yeah. score a career high. You know, what's their ceiling now with that injury, without their best defender? They were going to be – yeah, right. I think he's such a, um important glue guy for them, both ends, you know, kind of a heart and soul type dude. And that's why he's a microcosm of why I like this UCLA team. Um, you know, up until a week ago, I was like, man, I look around the country, not a lot of great candidates to, you know, pencil into your title line. They were my front runner. Um, but now I have to reconsider because I think he's such a big loss, as you mentioned. I still think they're a Final Four good team in this year's landscape, right? The theme being there are no great teams. Every team has a flaw or two. Which, whichever team has the most uh, manageable flaws or flaws that you can mitigate on a consistent basis, I think UCLA is one of those teams. You know, Houston's in that crop as well. Um, the team I like the more is, um, is uh, excuse me, Arizona. I, I just think their bigs 
are really starting to play well. I worry about their guard play, but I do think Arizona is actually a team that I'd put, um, you know, just as much stock on to go deep where you could look at the, um, the final four and there might be two pack 12s that pop up. People might be surprised, but really start to finish. These two teams have been awesome. Just no one tracks them because they're out in the West coast and they're playing after 10 PM central every night. Right. Talking to Matt Cox, three man weave bet MGM tonight. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit at the beginning of the show. Duke comes out with a huge win, big, big win against Pitt. And there's going to be people out there that think, oh, Duke's back. Here you go. They're getting hot at just the right time, which is true. They are getting hot at just the right time. But when you watch Duke right now, and we look ahead to the NCAA tournament, despite whatever happens now through the rest of the ACC tournament, do you see a team that can make a run to even just the Sweet 16? Or is that more of a, uh, maybe they're out the first weekend? No, I'm all in on Duke. I am the uh, square sucker, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> yeah, I bet Duke today, first half and full game. I'm on him again tomorrow. Uh, I saw Circa open this at a minus three. They were taking a stance, trying to protect themselves against some Duke money. However, it seems like there's been some counterpunching people that agree with what you just said. Like, whoa, pump the brakes. Okay, they beat Pitt one time. Great. Miami's kind of owned them recently. Um, and maybe it's not all the way fully solved yet. Wait, what's the reaction here? What's the live update with Nevada San Jose? I need a quick... So they just they, <laughs> they tied it. I do not want overtime because we know what happens in overtime. Oh, I do. If we go to overtime, Sorry, I don't deserve it. <laughs> Fifteen. This, this seconds is what happens. You, is... Might be, you might be okay. reacting with us live right now because we've got ten seconds left and it's tied at sixty-five here. So Ryan's either going to yeah, he's All right. on. This might edge. be a bet MGM first with the guest reacting live. Oh, this will be the rim. Oh, you got overtime. You gotta be kidding! No, me. I'm sorry. This is where this is where you hit the forehand winner. You hit the forehand winner in tennis. You get the Latin. You have to apologize. You know how to etiquette to you. This is how I feel right now. So I apologize, and I don't. <laughs> do that, so I uh, no, back to Duke though. I'm in on Duke. Um, I tr I think I grabbed some. What's my official uh, title futures price? Which I don't always endorse taking. I think the money line rollover is usually a better um, approach. But there's some four to one. Um, uh, sorry, 40 to 1, 50 to 1 in the market. If you can find it to win it all, I think Duke's worth a look. I really do. Um, I think this the, the way their guards are coming together, their bigs are starting to actually play defense. Uh, I had questions about Coach Shire or Coach S, as I like to call him early in the year. I think he <laughs> solved that partially. Um, not all the way there. And uh, worth noting, I am a Duke uh, fan, so there might be some bias oozing through my <laughs> microphone. But yeah, I think Duke is worth buying in on. Matt, what about some of these other potential number one seeds? Bama probably should be on the one line. Purdue, we'll see what happens in the Big Ten tournament. Kansas, you know, they won today, but going forward, it's so tough to repeat in this sport. You said you like UCLA, you like Houston. What are your thoughts on those three teams, though, Bama, Purdue, and Kansas? Yeah, I think they're all flawed. Um, Alabama didn't look so vulnerable until their recent, I would call it a skid, but, you know, they've kind of come back down to earth. A lot of it, I think, is correlated to the whole Brandon Miller saga. Uh, I don't want to, you know, go through the whole, you know, minutia of that. But I do think that actually, you know, from a handicapping lens, certainly has an adverse impact. Uh, talked to Jeff Goodman. He was saying that Nate Oates has been doing a lot of damage control behind the scenes. There's about a week and a half or two where, um, you know, his time in prep was not what it was pre that. So obviously that team's loaded with talent and they can show up on any given day and be anybody. But when you're not putting in all of the, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's in your prep, that, that, that's worth something, right? You know, we're talking about betting one, one and a half point, two points here and there. I think that does matter. Um, and then Houston, I'm sorry, Kansas and Purdue. I don't trust Purdue's guards. I think they're rock solid. I don't think there's any dynamic playmakers or shot makers there. It kind of worries me. Um, I think you can learn to scheme around Edie. We've seen some Big Ten teams do that this season. 
And then Kansas is good, but they're kind of soft up front. I don't know if they're all that deep either. The depth's really hurt them this season. I could, it could mm-hmm. catch up to them. Again, theme remains. Every team's vulnerable. I'm looking to back the teams with the um, the most palatable flaws. And to me, I think that's Houston. And I'll throw UCLA, Arizona, God, maybe even Gonzaga in that mix at this point. The Zags are starting to impress me as well lately. Yeah, that's actually where I wanted to go. I bet them 20 to 1. We're looking at BetMGM right now. They're 18 to 1. Obviously, shop around for the best price. But what are your thoughts on them right now? I mean, like early on in the season, it was kind of a mess for them. But I just feel like you're not going to get a better price. And eventually, I think Mark Few is going to win one of these. I just, this year it's wide open. Yeah. What do you think about maybe taking a shot with them now? No, I agree. Timing's everything. Um, they did drop after the St. Mary's demolition. So if you hopped in before, that was uh, you, you had the right time there. But um, it's just a, it's funny how the narrative's flipped this year, right? Every year people are trying to kind of poke holes at them, um, kind of you know built up to be this juggernaut. And to be honest, they were most of those years, justifiably so. Just had a um, you know one snap through in the tournament. This year, I love the fact that they were being kind of slept on. People aren't really taking them seriously, and sure enough, their offense is ho-humming. And their defense doesn't have to be great, right? Again, back to the point of, in this context, to win it all, you just have to be good enough. It's a year where I think they can overcome their defensive flaws because their offense is so elite and starting to click on all cylinders. I mean, to score how they did against St. Mary's in those final two games, that was super impressive. Is there a mid-major team, like, as far as next week that you like and then one that you're going to stay away from? Because I feel like we're going to hear all about Colgate, and, and we have the last couple of years, and I know they beat Syracuse. That's probably their best win. But you, like, look at it, and the Patriot League was just really down this year. So I just don't know what to do with a team like that. Is there anybody that you like and then anybody maybe you're staying away from that you feel like is going to be a really popular dog next week? Colgate's probably one where I have concerns. Um, you're right. I think uh, John Fendler on Twitter had a good um, Bart Torvik graphic where he showed the breakdown of how they performed against top-end competition versus low-end competition. There's a pretty stark split there. I was on Colgate big when they played Tennessee in that first round. I rode the Jordan Barnes uh, white-hot shooting streak. That's not sustainable. Um, so, yeah, I would tread lightly back in Colgate. I love Florida Atlantic. Um, hard to call them a mid-major because they'll be seated probably as an eight, even a seven if they go deep in this Conference USA tournament. I'm kind of hoping they bow out early, to be honest. I know they're playing right now against Western Kentucky. I believe they're up pretty comfortably. I was sort of rooting for them to get knocked early, uh, sort of a uh, reignite some motivation there, give them a little extra time off to rest and prepare, maybe make them a little more undervalued, slept upon as they enter the tournament. They're a complete team, in my opinion. They have a legit uh, enforcer, former Texas Tech transfer, Vlad Golden up front. ton of talented guards who are old, um, proven, and a lot of whom actually have pedigree that people don't realize. There's a couple of power conference down transfers, it's hard to find a team that's had guys that have stayed around for multiple years. Uh, FAU's one of them. I think they kind of have that sleeper Cinderella-type makeup that people should be looking to buy into. North Carolina's down three right now uh, to UVA. How far do they need to go in the ACC tournament to give themselves a shot, in your opinion, to get back to the NCAA tournament? I think if they lose in the title game, they'll be sitting on pins and needles. Um, anything short of that, the committee puts them in. It's just a, a program inclusion, if we're just being honest, which I'll be mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm fine with them in Dayton. It'd be cool to see some blue blood yeah. participants. Um, call me a homer, front runner, you know, elitist defender, whatever. But uh, I don't think if they if they come up short of the title game, they'll be watching. Um, or I'm sorry, they'll be an NIT team, I guess is what they'll be. Matt, who's it? we see it every year in March Madness. There's a team in first four. There's a team that gets in, and they win, like, two games. Sometimes it's like a VCU, and they go to the Final Four. When you look at the bubble, who's the team that you think, if they get in, they could be dangerous? Is it North Carolina, or is it somebody else for you? Yeah, I don't believe in UNC as much. I know they've been playing better lately, but this team doesn't have the same 
uh, makeup as last year's team that just got white hot and, and turned into a you know a bottle rocket down the stretch. Um, you know, I see USC floating at a 10 seed. If they kind of fell back into 11 seed, uh, Andy Enfield's been in that playing game twice. He's made runs from that spot. I think they can defend. Uh, I actually like the Trojans. The one team I am looking at is Penn State as I currently sit here with a Illinois minus two ticket, feeling like a fool the third time I bet against Penn State in the Illinois matchup. Um, the Nittanys have been quietly rock solid down the stretch. They have a star in Jalen Pickett. Um, they've learned to kind of mix and match some lineups to mitigate their size, lack of size, I should say, up front. And I love Micah Shrewsbury. I think he's a rising star in the coaching ranks. Um, it's just a team that no one's talking about seriously because they really haven't, um, you know, been on the national stage um, in big games the last couple of months. But I think they're a real threat to go deep. Just with the play, they spread, they spread you out, can slow tempo. Uh, they have that giant killer type of DNA. So would that be the team if I was going to ask? Uh, we got about like one minute left. It- any Big Ten team that can make a run? Are you out on Purdue? Who do you think can make a run? Like, I was trying to talk myself into Indiana because yeah. I love, uh, you know, Trace, but I, I can't do it with them. Is there anybody that you would trust in March next week? Mm, no, I don't really trust Big Ten teams. <laughs> I will say Indiana is probably one of the few I do trust because I think yeah. they have a legit star in Hood Shafino. Worried that they rely too much on him and they have a lower floor than maybe I would have thought a couple of weeks ago, but still super high upside, title upside, in my opinion. Um, Penn State's the only other one I trust. Rutgers, nope. Illinois, too Jekyll and Hyde, in my opinion. I think we're seeing it right now. Um, Iowa can't defend. Maryland can't win away from home. Michigan State, Northwestern, eh. You know, so yeah, you go down the line. I'm kind of selling a lot of these Big Ten teams again. Matt Cox, three-man weave, as busy as anybody could be this time of year, so we are very grateful you Thanks, gave us man. your time. Thanks, After Matt, about like three stuff. minutes, good luck the Absolutely, rest of the man. week, okay? <laughs> no, hey, better luck to you. You deserve Thanks, it. Dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate Look it. at that. Yeah, 72-67 now. All right. Yeah, yeah, that is the first that we've had a guest on that was on the opposite side of somebody on this show for the same bet. Yeah, and we were given, like, live play-by-plays, like, what's going on? That was we're great. Like, well, that's, yeah. That's the beauty of the show See, right that's here. I yep. appreciate a guy like Matty, like, coming on on a night like tonight, too, because no there's so much going question. on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so tough. Like, we love our jobs, but sometimes it's tough to do a live betting show when you have a tremendous amount of money, you have braces money for your kid on teams like San Jose State, <laughs> the Spartans, and they're doing things like this. It's kind of hard to talk about like Aaron Rodgers' future. You you it's have so shout you out have, to Matt. You have mortgaged your son's braces, his college fund, all of that recently. My wife is on yeah. the line here. Yeah. I have to give her up. Have you ever seen the movie Indecent Proposal? That's kind of what we got going on. She's playing the Demi Moore role. I'm like the Robert Redford because I'm good looking. That explains all the the sweating going on right now for San Jose State. Yeah. It's funny Ryan it's... brings that up though because I do my live hit on BetQL Network on Saturdays for the BetQL in the Action Show, and I'm thinking like if Bama's in that semifinal game, it won't. Yeah. I'll fill in. For you, dude. I don't know if I can do that. I'll fill in. No, I'll... I think that's better. You're reacting right then and there. Yeah. That's yeah. tough to do when it's I your team. Oh, yeah, it's awful. It's your oh, team. I don't know if I can do that. I can yeah. do it when I got money on the game. I don't game. know if I can do that. <laughs> I don't even have a team anymore, though. All my teams, like, I, sports are dead to me. We can talk about that later on tonight, though.